You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. I'm joined tonight again by Ray and Sean as we finish up the sixth book in the Trader's Tale series, which is Owner Share uh, by Nathan Lowell. Uh, first off, how are you guys doing? Not bad. A little tired, but not bad. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the same. Good deal. Uh, if you're watching the video version, of course, as this comes out, it's getting close to Christmas time. Uh, we were going to take a month off. Uh, things just kind of got pushed back. Uh, so I'm sure the recording of our next book will probably be late January, unless we sneak in another episode where we just kind of recap some of the stuff that we talked about through the year. Well, kind of depends. I'm, I'm not... I'm not penciling it in too firmly, but we'll say so. Um, so for right now, just plan on our next uh, book being probably late late January, and it will probably come out, you know, early February. We'll just kind of see how it goes. So, um, don't even remember who this who's who picked this one. I think technically I did because one of you picked book four, the next one picked five, and I was like, let's finish it off with six. So. Um, I'll start tonight with uh, my my initial thoughts. Um, the, okay, so you know we had we had the first trilogy, we had you know the 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 first book in the second trilogy, which was a big gut punch. Uh, you know a lot of crap happened in there, and uh, um, and then things start to kind of get better in the last book. So I was looking forward to this book. Overall, I enjoyed this book. Uh, in fact, I would say I'm, I enjoyed pretty much the majority of this book. Uh, once again, we still see, you know, Ishmael growing and, uh, you know, be- becoming more and more the, the, the person that we know he is. Um, except for the ending. Now, there's a caveat there. There is another trilogy of books that pick up after this with Ishmael. Had we not gotten that trilogy, I probably would have said, Fuck this book series to hell. I'm never reading this again. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm not going to you're not going to dance around because we are, you know, essentially spoiling this entire book. Uh, but, yeah, th- what happens at the end of this book, had this been the last in Ishmael's uh, story, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, you don't care about your this character like you just punished this character. <laughs> so uh, but overall, I did enjoy this book. Uh, and then when you get the gut punch at the end, it's just like, what? <laughs> well, I have to keep reading. This has to get better, right? So, uh, Ray, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm glad that I didn't get to the series until after a lot uh, the the last trilogy was written. Because mm-hmm. um, if I had have had to wait, not knowing where the story was going to go after this, I'm like you, Eugene. I probably would have said, "Fuck this!" Like. I, that's that's such a shit ending like yeah after after everything that's how you do it like no fuck you yeah (laughs) um but yeah overall um i enjoyed the story for the most part uh i thought it was um an interesting take um and i like i liked uh yeah there there was a few characters that they introduced in this one i like so yeah um sean initial thoughts well, unlike you two guys, the end of this book I thought was the end of the series. There was uh-huh. no books after it, and it didn't look like there was going to be. So I was pissed. I was like, I totally get that. 
this ending is total shit. And even then, like, I had to wait a long time. And then I found out by fluke that there was another series afterwards, like the, the next book. Well, they're not, and they're not even named the same way. The first ones no. are all done by shares, and then the, the next three books are called something completely different. Yeah, uh, they're completely different, and the next trilogy, they're okay, but they are a far cry from these first six books. I agree so, with that as well. And yeah, I enjoyed them. I I, no, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed them, them, but I don't put I, them quite on par with these. So for for me. The first three, mm-hmm. it's a first, well, sorry, the first one, that first one I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. A couple that I didn't. And then I would say probably, and then I, I enjoyed the last one as well, except for the gut punch. And then I actually preferred the other trilogy to some of those middle books. Really? The the thing with, I won't get too much in the other trilogy in case we actually do it again. Um but they bring back characters from the original trilogy, which made up for it. And yes. It put them in a totally different situation, and they were good on their own right. But I think if you didn't have those characters from the original trilogy, it it just wouldn't have worked. I agree. Oh, I totally That's agree. And there's why as I, you're saying that, I'm thinking right now if we ever get to if we ever get to to uh, interview him. One of the questions I want to ask is, is after you finish this, this series, I'm, you know, what was, what was the communication back from the fans and like was pulling, I'll just go ahead and drop it. Pip comes back. Um, was that one of those things that was like, yeah, well, but it was like one of those things that was like, do you like, was that a demand or was that something that you're just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was your thought process behind pulling those characters back? So, um, but yeah, I enjoyed the book. Um, it was classic Ishmael throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. And as much as I really hated the ending because there were so many possibilities with it, um, I did like the twist ending on who orchestrated, who masterminded everything. I, I did, did not see that coming at and, all. And neither did I. Uh, and even and when you think about it, like it was, he almost went overboard with like pointing everything at Ames the whole time. And normally, I like, yeah, there's there's too much evidence here. It's got to be a twist ending. And yet, I did not see the ending coming. So, ah. so just real quick, the the next series is. Um the next series is In Ashes Born, To Fire Called, and By Darkness Forged. Um, and they're called, because it doesn't actually give it in the actual title, A Seeker's Tale, not Trader's Tales. It's A Seeker's Tales. So, yes, it is a, you know, I, and I don't even know. Like, if I looked this up, you know, like on Audible, and I looked up Trader's Tales, does it only list the first six books? Because if it doesn't list all nine books... Man, you're gonna—that's a quick way to piss a lot of people off. 
Yeah. Well, and the the other interesting thing about the 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 next trilogy as well. Sorry, I know we're going way off topic here. But no, no, it's um, that, this is how we should be doing this show. We yeah. shouldn't be so linear. Like I've kind of gotten this back too, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um. So the the other thing about the next trilogy is that there are there's a separate trilogy that you can listen to that connects at the very end. Milk run, home run, and yeah. another. It's another run. They're all runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I have listened to those ones as well. Okay, so let me ask you all this, and I know we're, like you said, we're kind of a little off topic, but if you were reading these, would you do um, the Seekers Tales next, or would you do the 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 runs? Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> and then do the Seekers Tales, or would you mix them in? Mix them in between. For how the the uh, milk run and all that, how it was written, I'd probably go to that one next. Okay. And go back to Ishmael and them. Hmm. Okay. And I just pulled up Trader Tales on mm-hmm. Audible, and it's just the first six books. <laughs> okay, so if you are listening to this show... <laughs> And you enjoyed this series, and you get the gut punch at the end, um, and you're just like WTF. There are three more books that will help that will help you heal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Okay, all right. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go ahead and, and go ahead and start so, with the book. Uh, go on. I was going to say the only reason why I suggest reading those three first is because. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I don't know, might as well spoil it, I guess. Pip does show up in the other series. Yes. So. Very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. And the odd thing about that is, the odd part of that is, is, is because it is primarily around um, two women, it's a female reader, which I have no problem with, but her version of Pip is so weird. <laughs> and then... And I'm going to spoil this as well. When they show up in the other book series, the male voice for them is so weird. I'm just like, could y'all not have like hired the other voice actor for like just five minutes? Right. It, all it, you needed was five minutes. It's the one thing about audiobooks that is, is frustrating to me is when you have a set character, because the other series would do this too, uh, Eugene, is is the... Say it. Right? Yes. And when you go back and forth... They actually hired both voice actors, but they read them from the different chapters rather than like, <laughs> yes. So you, Sean, you literally have an established female voice actor for this female character and an established male voice actor for this male character. But when it's the chapter, the, you know, chapter three is read from the male perspective, but he's still doing the female voice. And it's just like, no, let her record the lines. Just let her record those fucking lines. Yes. <laughs> just just the speaking part. How much richer of a book would it have been if we had actually had her voice and his voice talking? It would have been fantastic. Anyway, we're off on the rant. Anyway, yeah, we're we're way off. That may have to be a whole episode is just things about audiobooks we love and just drive us up the wall. Let me write that down. That would actually actually be a really yeah. good episode. <laughs> All right, so it's a couple of months. It's a few months after uh, the last book. We're on the Agamemnon. Um, Gearhart tells him. So basically, he's captain. She comes in. She basically says, "Look, you know, 
you've got the hots for me. It's very honest. You know, it's very obvious. Uh, you're not doing your job. I'm not doing your job. You know, I'm not doing my job. This cannot work. Get over it. And basically just crushes his heart. And it's like, okay, well, that was a thing that happened. So (laughs) not a good start to this book, but I'm just not that into you. (laughs) I'm just not that into you. Um, the next big thing is Maloney dies. The guy who owns the company, he has a heart attack, which in itself, everyone's just like, who dies of a heart attack in this point in the future? Like he should have been no more away than like five steps from something that could literally save his life. This doesn't really make sense. So there's already, we're already sowing a little bit of mystery in here. Like was the head of this company killed? Did someone kill the head of this company? Yeah. Um, so then he also learns that he's going to be rich soon from the Chernikova, um, the ship that they saved in the previous book. Yeah. The previous book. Yes. Uh, beginning of the previous book. Um, that he's going to be very rich whenever this happens and that the owner's daughter, Christina Maloney is basically taking over. Uh, and she's only 31. Uh, in this universe, people easily live to like 120, 150 years old, something like that. So we're talking about, you know, our timeline. That's one thing. Like she's a baby, baby in this point in this series. So, um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Here. Uh, take your Okay. So, <clears throat> basically they come, they come aboard, they tell him, Hey, look, you know, the owner's dead. The daughter's you know, supposed to be taking over, but we've got some stuff going on. A couple of quick things. You're about to become a millionaire, like multiple times over. Um, uh, you're fired essentially. And he's just like, what? And they're like, we have a plan, but they don't really kind of come out and explain it quite yet. And what it boils down to is, um, the owner put a thing in his will saying that in order for his daughter to take over, she has to um, acquire a position on a on a ship, not within the company. Uh, she has to stay at a quarter share. She has to keep that position or she has to keep a position for at least a year. And then after that point, she can decide whether or not she's going to take over the company. Uh, if she decides she doesn't want to do that or defaults on it in any way, then she's out. The company's going public. We're going to sell a bunch of shares. People, are, a bunch of people are going to make a bunch of money. She's not going to have as much money, but it's not like she's going to be poor either. So, um, so they take Ish to this ship called the Jezebel. They basically tell him, um, you know, they expect him to buy it, to buy it and to hire her on as, you know, uh, you know, to basically do them this favor, uh, by hi- being the one to hire her. Because her father thought if anyone in the world can teach her what she needs to know to run this company, it's him. And he's just like, I have no clue what Jeff Maloney thought I could teach his daughter to run a company. So, um, let's see here. They meet with a planner, doesn't think uh, he can go indie. Maloney uh, doesn't understand why. Greta gives him work up. Um, gives him the work up on the Jezebel. So, anyway, she comes over. They look at this ship. This ship is in poor condition. Like care of it all. Yeah, the scrubbers have gone bad. There's dust and dirt everywhere. Like it's just grimed up and everything. Uh, pretty much anything that wasn't bolted down has been taken off of the ship. Um, it's it 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 looks like crap. And we find out the plan behind this is well, it looks like crap. I mean, it's not. It's you can fly it. It's not in great shape. It's going to take a bunch of money to get it up and running and stuff. You might as well sell this thing for scrap. And whereas the thing, the ship would normally go for, you know, 40 or $50 million or whatever. They're like, eh, if you sell for scrap, eh, maybe 10, something like that. 
somewhere somewhere ballpark where he might be able to buy it. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, and then this at this point, it, you know, everyone's you know talking on the ship. They're like, so when you leave, Cap, you know, you know, we're gonna miss you and everything. He's like, I haven't I haven't made the decision. They're just like, oh, you're, you're gonna leave. Like it's. <laughs> Someone has offered you a ship. You're going to go. Like it's not. It's not even a question. Uh, but um, a character that was introduced at the very end of the last book, Stacey Ariani, is now very important because she leaves to become his bodyguard. Uh, thoughts up to this point? I I did like the um, was it Hill that got assaulted and then no which no, no which was that. You're William. William. Yeah, I, I did like the little completion with that. You kind of finished his arc where he's like, no, you know, I'm better now. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, it was actually Ariani that uh, helped him realize that uh, he can, like, taught him how to protect himself, but also yeah. um, he was inspired by her, her spirit. And um, so I like that little finish to before we leave him. Uh, which, which was good. Um, but yeah, up to this point, I mean, you, it's called owner share for a reason. So, you know, you got to buy the fucking thing. Yeah. It's, it's not really a question, <laughs> but I thought it was an interesting, and I'm, and I wonder if they ever did, they never do revisit it, but I'm wondering if the financial advisor was trying to save him. I just took it as the financial advisor. You're talking about the guy who was like, there's no way you have enough money to go into this. I just took it as he didn't know what the hell he was. And they even said he's a, he's a bean counter. Like we, we invest in people. This guy invests in like stocks and shit. So yeah. Yeah. Which, which I understand that part of it. I just, I thought even Christina Maloney said, wow, they should have never put him in that position. So, um, one thing I didn't touch on is the, the previous first mate, um, Blanking on her name, the, the heavy worlder, her and the cook are now like a, an item. Like they are together, yeah. and well, yeah, um, they weren't she, together in the last book. Yeah, and 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 now she's becoming the cat. You know, she's now the captain. She's gonna become the captain of the ship, and it's just like, you know, does anyone have a problem with them being together? And it's like, no, no one. Like this, just how we roll. Like this is just gonna be fine. And so. And it doesn't, and he doesn't act like it's bothered. You know, he's bothered by it either. So we already have kind of some little cracks starting to seep in there of his no screwing with crew thing because it's like this is different. This isn't just sleeping around with whoever on the crew. This is like, you know, starting to get a family together and still be able to work on a ship together. So, yeah. Um, anything? Any thoughts, Sean? Anything you want to throw in there? Um. Yeah, the beginning of the book, since I like this, the one previous to it, it, I was kind of hoping they would take more crew. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the first time I listened to it, which was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah, I knew he was going to take the ship, but I, see, every book you establish all these characters and you get to really, really like them. So, Moving on to another book, you're like, oh, God, we're going to go through this again. I'm going to miss all these other characters. I, I'm glad he brought Stacy with, but from the second book, you didn't really know her that well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. And then there was like oh, a 
Gearheart's going to come with. This is going to be great. And then she doesn't. I'm like, yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, you know, so absolutely. At this at this point, when he's leaving and looking at another ship, I was like, I don't know if I want to get emotionally invested in this again. Mm-hmm. So. No, I, to- you know, I totally get that. Um, so he has an investors meeting uh, with Maloney uh, and, and some of the other people or whatever. I enjoy that dinner session. Yep. Like, Maloney's yeah. not happy, but he totally... He totally fits in with everyone else and smoothes everyone else. And, you know, he, it's just that it's he's just being Ishmael, the guy that everyone loves. It's Ishmael. Yeah, so yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, OK, and so we have the final the, the, the one of the biggest and best reveals of all of this. Uh, the next morning goes to over easy. Uh, Arione catches yeah. him. She's pissed off or whatever. Um, he gets uh, uh, hired to supervise the Jezebel. Um, William Simpson, who is like. So he's head of kind of the bank, and he tells him – he's like, look, yeah, you don't have enough money to do this. That was bad advice. You, you need to start a company. You're not buying a ship. You're starting a company. Once you have a company, then you can buy a ship, or you can lease a ship. There's lots of different things. To, you know, There's not just one way to skin a cat, essentially. Um, and he seems like he's in his corner You know, at this time. He's like, you know, listen, yeah, I'm here to make money, but I'm also here to make sure you have a ship, start a business, and do what we need you to do. Um. So they start cleaning the ship, and at this point they meet Gramps. Um, and what were your initial thoughts on Gramps? I was like, okay, this is an interesting character, but sure, whatever. We've got some, we've had met some quirky people throughout this series, so why not? Uh, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> um, so once again, going back to when I first listened to it, keep in mind I listened to it with Nathan Lowell. Uh-huh. actually narrating it so the voices were different um the like the timber and all that gramps that first time when nathan lowell did it um he seemed like a grandfatherly mm-hmm. kind of voice and it, it it just it seemed right i found with this version of it like and then I already knew who Gramps really was and stuff like that. I right. I never warmed up to him uh-huh. in this version of the book and the rereads because once you get through it once, yeah, once the cat's like out of it, the bag, it's out of the bag. Yeah, and then it's a hard time warming up to him, no matter what kind of accent or quirks he has in it. It's like, no, nah, tainted. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... See, he reminded me of my neighbor. Uh, so when we when we listened to this the first time, we lived uh, in Embry Huron, and our our neighbor he was a marine engineer, and he uh, he kind of talked like him a little bit. And really, I was like, oh my god, I'm listening to Bill. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So I did warm up to him, and uh, yeah, it's and I think that's. Because he reminded me of my neighbor, I think that's why I had a harder time with the twist. It's like, fuck you, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we meet Gramps, um, and they have a cere- they have a business ceremony talking about him going into business or whatever, and uh, people are asking him questions. And I, I did really like this scene in the book uh, because there's one douchebag that's just like, hey, you know. How do you feel about starting the business off of the money you oh, made yeah. off of the blood and 
the death of all of these people. And the way he handled it was fantastic. Yeah. He's like, you know, listen, I'm I'm glad that we found those people because otherwise, you know, their family and friends would have never known what happened to them. And we yeah. possibly saved another ship from running into it and causing even more mayhem and stuff. And technically speaking, I haven't gotten a dime of this yet. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yep. Um, which was kind of interesting because the, this does play into um, something that happens in the next book series. And I actually got confused that there was a scene in the next book series, uh, the way that they clean the ship and stuff. I could, I thought it was in this one. And I was like, no, wait a minute. That's future head. That is still one of my all time favorite things that's happened in any of these series. I, I love the way that's handled and the way it's done. Yep. Uh, not going to give that away though. Um, so Maloney shows up. She's under a different name. Um, and, uh, so we've got four crew members. We've got, we've got Ish, we've got Ariani, Arioni, whatever, uh, who's his bodyguard slash, you know, basically, uh, first mate. Um, we've got Maloney that's under a different name and we've got Gramps who's going to be the head of engineers. And so the first thing they do, where they gotta go eat, they gotta go eat it over easy. And at this point, his name's out in the media and everything. And one of the cook or one of the servers is like tapping the cook and pointing and everything else. And they're just like, they're just like, Oh shit. Cause we've got, we find out very quickly that Gramps is Maloney's bodyguard. Uh, yeah. he's not, she's not paying him. He's basically paid for by the company to yeah. accompany her. So they're both in high alert. They're just like, crap, what's going on? And he tells them stand down. He goes, I don't know what's happening here, but I, I think I do. And sure enough, the guy who owns the the over easy the place he's been eating at for like a decade comes over and he's like hi i'm frank i'm your father and the conversations that are had he ends up coming back to the ship and he shows him around the ship or whatever and i thought i mean i can't imagine a world like i have no background for even beginning to believe what that feeling would be like the closest i have is seeing how my wife found uh a completely other side of her family just a few years ago and seeing how they just took her in with open arms and like, they're just, they're just family now. Like there's no, there was a little question right at first. Is this 100% true? A couple blood tests later. Yep. You're 100% family. And like, there was no question. Just like you're here. Like when you're in town, you come visit, you come stay with us, like everything else you would expect. So <clears throat> seeing them kind of interact is like, you know, I looked for you and he was like, you know, I'm sorry. He said, I never would have thought to going on. Cause he didn't even know his mother had passed. He even asked you, oh, his first question was, how's your mother? He's like, well, she passed away. And so, and he's like, you know, we just didn't get along. That's what happened. It's not like we fought or anything else. We just went our different ways. And for whatever reason you can find me, but now you found me. So, yep. um, so like I said, I don't have any background to see how, imagine how that would feel, but I thought it was handled well. Like it, I, I didn't, I didn't at any point think, this is unbelievable. No one would react this way. So. But it's Ishmael. Very yeah. true. It's the perfect way you, he reacted just how I would have expected Ishmael to react. Very yeah. true. Very true. Okay, that's something. Let me go ahead and just say this real quick. Now that you, you bring that up, Sean, that's a really good point. One of the reasons that – one of the through lines to this entire series, doesn't matter which book it is, high or low, Ishmael never acts out of character. Like he – it's all the way he reacts to stuff is almost always how I would expect him to react. And that's one of the reasons I love this character so much because you never sit there and going, well, why that doesn't make sense. Why would, why would you have chosen this path? And 
you know, he's definitely handed some shitty situations, but he always Ishmael's his way through it. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, well, and uh, like, so it reminds me of, uh, like the, the divorce scene, right? Where he's like, nope, I just gotta yes. in, breathe out. Okay. Do the next thing. I just gotta breathe in, breathe out and yeah. just move forward. So he and, doesn't lose his shit. He doesn't start throwing stuff or, yeah. So. Um, so they go on their first ship, uh, their sh- first trip. It's very short. Just kind of check things out. They continue cleaning. Um, it's at this point they, they start kind of figuring out. They're like, well, the ship is not really good for shipping. I don't understand. I understand why it failed. Like apparently there's no other, they made several of these and then like they kind of failed and scrapped them all. Cause they were like, well, this ship is crap. Um, and they start figuring out it's got some interesting things to it. So they're like, well, maybe we can, we can't haul a bunch of stuff. We can get there really fast and we can get, go really far maybe we can haul people we've got room for people maybe we should haul people um so we start going through and getting that take uh you know set up or whatever problem is is bureaucracy is bureaucracy even now and that far in the future which one of the things that you've had issues with sean in this book series is sometimes something will come up and you're just like it's this far in the future surely people have figured this out by now. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a bunch of stuff like that it's like seriously but or even like even the small stuff, like them replacing computer consoles and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, these are a little dated. And I'm like, dude, that far in the future, eventually it's going to plateau on the speeds of your like tablets and stuff like that. Like, come on, can't be that dated. And I think they're only talking about like 10 years or five years. Some of the ships aren't that old. Mm-hmm. And they like actually say, yeah, this is predated ship i'm like seriously like you're gonna have when you're gonna build ships they're gonna have to last like 100 years or so like well, Sean, i think so yeah you were running windows xp i know you know you please tell me you're not really running windows xp no okay i was gonna say some of the computer systems though the last time i saw them were behind glass at the university yeah Jesus. <laughs> i literally had an aide come in today she dropped her laptop and it broke. And while she's getting waiting for it to get repaired, she brought in an old laptop she's had sitting in a closet and asking if she could put it on a network and swear to God, hand to God, it was running Windows XP. And my partner was like, no, you can't put that on the network. In fact, don't put that anywhere near the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> like all that is is a honeypot right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, so bureaucracy is bureaucracy. He, he, you know, he starts going through the steps. He cannot p- take on paying customers. Um, but they end up picking up a doctor, uh, who's, they picked up a shipment and he's like, Hey, I need a ride as well. And they're like, well, we can't charge you to go, but since you know Maloney, you could come on as a friend and basically be our test run. Um, so, um, it's after that, a lot of things trying to start clicking with him that um yeah like keeping her at a quarter share doing what she's doing now this doesn't make sense if we're going to haul people this is not the way we need to do this and he's like i'm moving you to stewart you're going to basically be in charge of you know the paid customers and we need another quarter share to basically kind of fill in um yeah sorry, I lost my place. that's when she you find out that she's been trained to cook and like she's she's went to school for uh, did a bunch of stuff as well yeah 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 we start finding out that she's not a spoiled brat that has just sat around and as we go through the rest of the story like 
her and Ariani are, are um, bunk mates. And, you know, he asked her several times, well, how's she doing? She's like, it's not what I expected. Like, she's not, you know, she's willing to chip in and do stuff and, and you know, uh, throw out ideas and stuff like that. And she actually seems to know some stuff. And and there was at one point later on, he, you know, she even says, yeah, at one point she was doing not mercenary work, but she was doing like colonization work oh, or something like that. Yeah. Terraforming. Yeah. Terraforming. That's what it was terraforming work. And he's like, she did what? And she's like, why? He's like, well, think about it. He's like, you were sent to this place. You make basically crap money and you're in the worst environment possible trying to make it better for humans to live there. Like no one picks that for, you know, a reason. And later on, the, he even asked her, why did you pick that? And she's like, basically to get out from my mom and dad. Like they basically told me, you know, we want you to do these certain things, in particular her mom. And so she picked the absolute opposite thing she could and and did yeah. that instead. Um, I think this was after she was classically trained as a chef. They were like, you know, you've got to go to school. So she picked the further school away possible, which happened to have a culinary school that she found out she actually really liked doing and is really good at. And then when she gets back, her mom's like, well, yeah, you can open up a you can open up a restaurant. You're not going to like cook or anything. Of course, you're just going to own it. So she's just like, well, screw you. I'm going to go off and do charity work essentially. So, um, you know, there's a rebellious streak in her, but it's not, you know, it's, it, it's not like, you know, rich kid going out boozing and partying it up all the time. It's like, she actually yeah. has done things to make herself better or, you know, make things better for other people. So, uh, which a lot of points in my book, uh, Let's see here. Um, we start finding the chief's not getting stuff done. There's a long list of crap that needs to get done. And he's, he's kind of keeps going back. He's like, well, Greta like spoiled me. Like, is, am I, am I asking too much? Am I assuming this guy should know what's going on? But yeah, yeah. But yeah. things just aren't getting done. I didn't like the way he handled that. Like, seriously, yeah. why are you making excuses? That was the one time like, well, one of the things that Ishmael, like, seriously, dude, now you're you're literally overanalyzing this stuff, and it, it's not cool. <laughs> see, I, I can see Ishmael doing that in this particular case because uh, – um, I think you're about to say what I'm about to say. Go ahead, then. Um, because he's like, well, I'm, par- I'm comparing him to Greta, who's, like, the best person in the world, yeah. even though she shot him down completely. How do – Am, am I being is am I overlooking this? Am I I do agree with you, Sean, to some extent, but I think that mentally in that space, that's what I would have been like is like, well, of yeah. course, she's he's not going to be as good as Greta is. Like, OK, but look at it this way. How long has he been in space now? Like as an officer? True. He should know what good looks like and he should know what bad looks like. If he doesn't, then he doesn't have any bearing to be a captain. Shouldn't yeah, be a captain. I, so I think what the other thing in my head was is that okay he's he's i just need to talk to him because he's obviously competent he's been on this in this uh company for a very long time he's taking care of this daughter so i'll just i'll have to talk to him and remind him and then he gets distracted by all the other stuff that's going on so like which speaking of speaking of the other stuff something we didn't bring up so as all this stuff is going on, and I, I completely went over this in the notes. Um, so the way that all of this ends up happening is, is he still does not have the money. They still have not sold this other ship. Like, so he has a potential $10 million, but he doesn't actually have it in hand yet. 
And right yeah. before the business is incorporated, they're like, oh, well, one of the backers dropped off, so you're going to have to take on this extra debt or whatever. So you've got 90 days to pay back however many million do- millions of dollars it was. And so he's thinking in the back of his head, well, I took on this ship. Not sure exactly how I'm going to make money with it yet at this point. That's starting to kind of congeal, but hasn't quite gotten there yet. But he's like, in 90 days, I'm either going to be, you know, we're going to keep going. Things are going to be fine. Or I'm literally going to be homeless again, essentially. Yeah. So default and all this goes away. So, yes. Which apparently, yeah, it defaults, but then it ends up working out in his favor and it crazy fucking shit. So. Which, you know, who knows how realistic that is in real, in real life, but I don't know enough about that shit. And it kind of seems how business really works. So whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. That is, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a leak. So we start having – one of the other things that's constantly been happening was the reason why Maloney took on a different name is because the, the, the official story is that she's off in some of the quadrant, you know, grieving her father. No one's supposed to know what's going on because they don't want people messing with her and everything else. But we start getting leaks that – She's, you know, doing stuff that, you know, not where she's supposed to be. And we also start getting leaks that, oh, now he's this going to be super eligible bachelor. And everyone warned him about this. Like before he even left the previous ship, that was everyone's worry. That's why uh, Stacy came with him was because like, you know, you're about to become the most eligible bachelor in the quadrant or the galaxy or whatever. Like you're going to be worth tens of millions of dollars. You need someone to watch your back. Um and so we start getting these leaks and stuff, you know, uh, from the media and they're trying to figure out, you know, he's sitting down with her trying to put their heads together. How do we figure out who it is? And they're starting to worry. Is it, is it part of the crew? Surely it's not part of the crew, but how would we even figure that out? So, um, but we, he finally gets his clearance and they take on their first paying customers. It's an older couple. It's a troublemaker. Uh, the troublemaker attacks Maloney. She breaks his thumb uh, and while he's basically, you know, saying, I'm going to sue you for everything you've got, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I enjoyed this scene. The older lady comes out and, yeah. and basically reveals, oh, by the way, I'm a judge. No one is going to believe your story. You are so up the creek at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of walks off, which basically, once again, it's a, you know, he handled it the right way, but he also kind of, you know, just fell yeah. in shit, came out smelling like a rose. So, um, <laughs> Let's see here. Um, at this point, we start getting into dangerous stuff. He finds the chief has uh, replaced none of the spares because the scrubber starts smelling bad again. Um, he hasn't. Not only that, he hasn't replaced anything on the ship that he's used. And like, they still have enough stuff. He's just like, I'm sure because of the amount of people we have on the ship, we could probably we can definitely make it to the next port. We could probably even make it to two or three ports after that. But after what he's dealt with in his life, like that is a scary, scary thing. And this is when he's just like, okay, no. this is not going to work. Like yeah. I've got to figure out what to do, but this is not going to work. Yeah, well, so. I like the tankages. So they had like 50% oh, yeah. water and 1% fuel left in their tank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, so he decides he's going to fire him, you know, on the, on the, at the next stop, he's going to fire him because he's like, let's get back to home port because I feel like I have a better chance of, of finding someone there. Yeah. And, and he does speak to, um, uh, what's your name about it too? And be like, listen, I gotta let him go. And yeah, she, Maloney. And Maloney does support it. 
Oh, so I completely skipped over this. So yeah, so he just he moves uh, her to Stewart. Well, he ends up picking up another ha- another quarter share. I love the interview process on this. Yeah. Um, and I have I have heard the good managers that I have worked for in my life have always had some kind of a little tell like this. And his tell was he told them he's like, hey, we've got three people coming on, gonna come up, ask questions, y'all just do your thing. Have a drink, you know, have a coffee whenever I say it's, you know, well, time's up or whatever. Do your normal thing. Pick up your coffee. Go, you know, put it up or whatever. Take care of what it is. And the tell is to see if the person picks up on the, you know, oh, hey, I'm part of the ship. Take my coffee. Take care of it. That seems something stupid, but oh, my God, it makes so much. And he even says he's like, I'm not looking for the best because when they start talking about the people, there was a woman who was like superiorly, like just like spot on. Everything was fantastic. And they're like, she's. Like, you know, stiff as a board, though. Like, she's not going to fit in with this group. <coughs> I can't remember what the second one was. Um, and then the yeah. third one. He oh, didn't. It was. Herring was the second one. That's right. The third was the one was one. the uptight one. The first one didn't put his cup away. He was kind of aloof. Yeah, that's of right. the rest of the staff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, they end up going with Herring, who is. Even though, you know, he has close cropped hair, he has he has this bright red hair that makes him stand out or whatever. Um, so on the next on the next ride, the passengers they pick up, there's a woman and a daughter. There's a scared woman. There's a gentleman. Um, and uh, uh, he kind of ends up taking up with her. And every time he goes to port, like he's he's doing his traditional quarter share stuff like he's leaving the ship, not coming back. And when he comes back, like he's uh, he's, been he's thoroughly worn out. Yep. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, we get to port. Um, he fires the chief. Um, he finds that the pictures are left on the tablet that the the chief left, and finds out well that was our that was our spy. That's the person who was spying on us and you know selling pictures and everything else. Um, yeah. Um, and it's at this point two different things happen. So they find out who the spy is. So they get rid of him, and now they're having to look for another another chief engineer. And at this point, uh, one of their previous, co- whoever just got off the ship, apparently uh, was a writer for some kind of a, essentially space magazine, essentially yeah, the wanderer, or something the wandering like. traveler or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, wrote it up. It was like, this is the absolute best, best way to travel ever. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how much money they ask, pay it. You will not, yeah. you will not regret this. Did uh, I, did I miss the part where they find the the port? So that they I did not write that down. I was going to go back to that here in just okay. a second. Though. Since you brought it up, go ahead, Ray. Well, and that's part of the reason why some of these people really like this ship is because uh, now how they found it. And, and they actually, we didn't talk about that either. Um, they were talking about how they were going to fit more people in. Um, and they found that Maloney and Ariani could share a room by sliding one of the the walls completely out of the way. Uh, so that it would actually make a bigger room for somebody else to stay. Uh, so they talked about that, and then uh, in, I think, that process is when they found the switch. Actually, they didn't. It was the guest. It was the first that, guest. That's right. And he that's said right, how yeah. great a view it was, and they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yes. And then and they go back point, and look. Yeah, Stacy looks through the stuff and was just like, look at this. And he's like, what am I looking at? And she goes, look at that. They're, sh- they're like 
the 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 thing you thought was extra shielding and paneling is like moved back and they're just like well surely not and i just love the way it is he's like looking and he's just like well what's this light switch what's this do and clicks it and literally all of a sudden you have this grand panoramic view of outside to this ship and uh the and i forgot about that that was one of the reasons the first couple liked it so much because they were just like can you let us know exactly when we're about to jump because (laughs) and i'm just like i love the way he danced around it but it was so clear it was just like they're gonna get it on while the ship is is (laughs) jumping light speed which you know what good for them (laughs) so um but that solidifies his business plan basically is like you know Yes, we can ship stuff quicker and further than anyone else can, but not just that, like whatever at price we ask. That was one of the other things that they were talking about. They're just like uh, – and even Maloney was like, you understand, I've done – you know, I traveled a lot, and every time we – like I hated it. Like you're stuck in a tin can for weeks at a time. You can't do anything. When you get there, you feel exhausted and stuff. And all these other people were just like, no, it was – it was like a week tops or maybe, you know, a week and a half or whatever. The food was fantastic. The view is awesome. Like, this is the way to travel. So, um, yeah, even that first guest even said, you know, hey, if, if you end up doing this, like, and offering things to corporations, like, they'll put you on retainer. Like, your money's just going to flow in. So, uh, so things are looking on the upshot here. You know, we got the, we got the spy out, we got the old jerk out here, you know, the, 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 uh, Gramps, um, uh, Business is picking up. Things are looking good. Got to find a new chief. Um, and then um, this is when he speaks to Simpson. Um, he's going to be able to t- continue the company. Basically, what happened was is they defaulted. They s- turned around and sold it for something else. There was a bunch of bank legal jargon or whatever. And what it boils down to was I think the thing was um, something like uh, don't don't be grievous our profit. I think is what the saying was something like that. And essentially what it was is it was a backhanded legal way of basically saying you're going to get the ship pretty much out and free. Uh, we're going to make several million dollars as a bank off of this, by the way, that this is going down, blah, blah, blah. So, um, he was a little, he was a little miffed at it, but he also was just like, but yeah, that kind of seems shitty. Like that could have been a couple more million dollars in my pocket. But on the other hand, like I now own the ship, like, I'm in good shape and I'm about to make a crap ton of money and do exactly what I want to do. And then the skies open up and, uh, you know, the heavens call and we find a new, uh, um, chief engineer and it's Greta. And, uh, he was like, well, what are you doing here? This, that, and the other. And I, I, I love how this scene is handled where she's literally like, well, let's go to your cabin and discuss this. And basically, you know, lays down the law says, listen, you know, uh, I had to put you out of your misery. You were being an idiot. Um, sorry, which I'm like, that's yeah, still shitty of you to do. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing she was, she thought she had more time to get the friendship going again. Mm-hmm. And that way, because I think she was trying to respect the whole, he doesn't like to screw the crew thing. Right. Where she could see him coming around on that as well, but so she thought she had more time, and then and that yeah, because that's true. All of that went down before they found out anything about the money or switching ships or anything else. So I think she had a plan, and then her plan kind of went up in flames. Yep, because yeah. Maloney died, and the 
Yeah, what was funny was is every literally everyone was just like he's like, well, I've got to find a chief engineer, and they're like, she's not coming. Like everyone was surprised about that. Yeah. So. Well, and of course he had to keep telling everyone, God, that. I can only imagine what kind of a gut punch that'd be every single time. Oh, the previous chief's not coming. No, she told me she's not that into me. Like having to keep doing that over and over again is just like, hey. Well, here's my heart. You want to rip out another little piece right there? Even the new captain was like, you follow your heart. And she, and like, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Greta comes on, uh, gets on the ship, uh, becomes a new engineer. Um, at this point, Maloney gets sued by the engineer. Uh, and she's all worried. She's just like, well, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this. You know, I'm pretty sure, um, the guy who's in charge of the company, we haven't really, we, you mentioned his name at the very beginning of, of the show, Sean, but we really haven't touched on it. Um, through this entire time, <coughs> they kind of kept um, painting the uh, interim CEO as probably being the bad guy. Yeah. Ames. Ames. Because as far as they could figure out, well, who would t- – and they even asked if the company had – if you failed in this process yeah. and they took the company public, who has the most to gain? And they're like, well, it's got to be Ames. Like – because yep. they would sell off a bunch of stock and he would become pretty much the default CEO and would end up coming out on top of this deal. So the whole time you're thinking, well, it's got to be Ames that's setting up all these little roadblocks. Well, sure enough, you know, this guy who's suing her doesn't have the money to be able to really do this. Uh, obviously, someone is backing that. And the re- whole reason to sue her is it pins her down in one location. And she's just like, well, how are we going to handle this? She's just like. What do you mean? How are we going to handle this? You're part of the crew. Like, we'll just figure out where you need to be and we'll make sure we're there. Like, it's not a big deal. So, um, let's see here. Uh, so, um, she gets jumped. They end up going to, uh, court. Basically everything gets thrown out, taken care of. Everything's fine on that end. Uh, and then we literally get to probably, it's what, the last two or three chapters of the book. And this is where the gut punch comes in. Um, so the group is, and the way it's written, I'll be honest with you. I had to go back and re-listen to this. Now, I'll listen to everything at double speed. We've talked about this multiple times on the show. Okay. But I had to go back and re-listen to this at least twice the first time because I was just so taken back. Like, the way he kind of writes it, it's also very disjointed, which, I mean, I understand. I thought it was well-written for that scene because of what happens in the scene. Yep. Um, everything's great. Everyone's happy. Things seem like they're going perfect at this point it's like oh sweet we're near the end of the book ishmael's gonna come out and you know maybe we end the book with finding out that he's gonna become a dad or something like that and things are gonna be happy and i'm gonna really enjoy how this how this book series ends and they end up coming out of a restaurant and they get jumped and it's all this like broken up and you know it's it's basically kind of flashbacks or whatever and essentially what happens is someone comes after maloney and the chief gets in the way to block her. And then uh, a second party jumps out and uh, Ariane is dealing with with them and she gets injured and Ishmael also gets stabbed. And the next thing he knows, he wakes up several days, weeks, like at some time has passed uh, in an auto dock. And they're like, well, what do you remember? And he's like, it's just kind of basic flashes and stuff. And the long and short of it is, is Maloney came out okay. They got her thrown out of the way because she was the clear target. Yeah. Um, uh, Ariane is okay. She got stabbed, but she's fine. Uh, Ishmael did get cut up pretty bad, but he's going to make it. But Greta is dead. She 
could not survive her injuries. And the two attackers were uh, Herring, who was working with Gramps. And uh, at he, whenever he figured out things were not going the way they were supposed to go, he also killed Gramps. So, like, he had to identify Gramps. He had to do all this other stuff. They were, you know, tra- they're like, well, you know, what happened to um, Herring? And they're like, you know, by the time they figured out what was going on, there were four ships heading out. Three of them came back. No idea where the last one went. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> that scene and... So it was really, really well written as much as I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts before that scene when they asked Percival Herring to go to dinner with them. And he said he already had a date with an angel. Like he already knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. And that scene goes back and forth a little bit. And when you only catch it when you re-listen to it. Yeah. yeah. But it's so much foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, and then they never, I don't think they ever say what that, uh, Greta had been killed. It's just an assumption through the whole thing because you don't see her anymore. No one, I don't believe anyone ever tells, uh, Ishmael what happened. It's just, he knows. Yeah. And Ishmael was the first one to get attacked. In that one, he yeah. gets knifed and he he sees the face, but doesn't, but doesn't recognize it because because his hair's been dyed hair's black. black. Yeah, and he doesn't realize what's going on until he's already been stabbed and it's too late. Yeah, and he talks about how like when he does get back to the ship, like they're like we've already taken care of it. Um, yeah, she had she had family in another sector. Their stuff's been shipped off, and like he even says like. All, you know, the bed's been changed. All the linens have been done. Everything's been scrubbed down. Like her scent isn't even here anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I'm at this point, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, this yeah. is how we're ending the series. Yeah. Um, yep. it picks up a little bit more from here. Um, we have another person kind of come back from the past. We have Margaret Stevens, uh, who basically wrote the book on engineering. Like she is, she is the the god all mother when it comes to engineering. I like her. I, yeah. I, I I love her as a character, and she comes back and she's just like, well, you know, I thought about going back out in the deep dark and uh, thought this might be the best place to come. And she reintroduces him to something that was long running and absent in a lot of the other books, which is his tai chi, which always kind of brings him back. Um, and then we get the final part where Maloney is basically like, um. Yeah, um, you know, I'm at this point almost a year's done. She's like, yeah, things are gonna happen. Um, I can't run the business. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna hire someone to run the business. You know, that's I've got other things that I want to do. I really like this ship. I really like being the chef here. Um, I'm gonna buy you out. And he's just kind of, I'm losing the ship too. And she's just like, you're not. There's nothing for you here. You will never be happy on this ship again. And he he does realize that. Yeah. So. I um, hated that. I did too. I hated it so much because I'm like, seriously, we're done with him owning the ship. This sucks. And then like, yeah, I'm going to buy you because the other side of that coin was, yeah, this is a market that's been untapped and I'm going to instruct my, my, uh, board that we're going to get into this. And she knew it. 
yeah. I'm going to likely run you right out of business anyway. And, and that's the, and that's the thing. Like she's really, she's honestly doing him two favors. No, number yeah. one, emotionally she's saving him from having to be trapped on that ship. And number two, you're right. He was going to get run out. So it's like, I'm going to pay you the maximum amount of money you're ever going to make doing this. Yeah. Because if we're going to go back and look at this as a business thing, she'd get thrown out if she didn't exploit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like be like, what do you mean? You helped create this new type of industry and you're not going to go after it. No. Um, so yeah, it's just, and then we end up wrapping up with one of the things that has been a really kind of hallmark thing of this whole thing. And we go back to the Welkies. Yes. And I thought it was very fitting that he ended up passing on his Welkie and they're like, no, the, that, the dolphin is yours. Like that's yours. And he's like, no. And he takes Gre Apparently Greta had one he didn't know about. He's like, no, this one is mine now. And I think that's really poetic, especially because of the way that the next trilogy is set up. Yep. Because even though there is a dark undertone to the next trilogy, the fun comes back in the next trilogy. And I think that's primarily because of Pip, but just it's just a different different atmosphere. Like he the things that he he's redoing some of the stuff that he's done in this trilogy. You know, captaining a ship, starting a business, that type of stuff. But it's back to a kind of a carefree. Yeah, let's get this done. This will yeah. this will be fun. Let's go do this today. And yeah. I that is something I you know what now that you've said what you said, Ray. I'm 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 gonna go back and listen to him again. But I'm almost wondering if I'm gonna go back and listen to him with a little bit different stance on it. So, mm-hmm. um, but overall, I, so yes, that's <laughs> that's why we've all said had this been the ending. Probably would not have picked up this book series again. I may have been like, oh, no, um, I'd like my credits back, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just re-listen to the first three books over and over and over again. Or, yes, or maybe that. So. <laughs> but, no, I'm so glad you told me, Sean. You're just like, no, no, there's more. You you got to oh. keep going. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll – I was just like, God, how much more punishment is he going to put If you guys, yeah, if you hadn't told me or warned me about that part, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it is not a way to end a series. And that's how he ended that series. He just started a new one. And yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that was horrible listening to that. And then, like, seriously, oh. that's the end. God, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Way to rip my heart out, you fucking. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, well, overall, I think we pretty much wrapped up everything about the book. Unless, is there anything, is there any scenes that we skipped over or anything in particular that kind of stood out? Um, his dad does come back to visit him at least one more time, uh, uh, daring. And it's, it's a very short scene, but it's just very much like, you know, just anytime you're, you know, anytime you're in port, like, Definitely come eat, number one. And number two, I'd love to come visit the ship. And 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 so I, I liked seeing the building of that relationship. Yeah. Was it Captain Share or was it this one? I can't remember because they're blurring together right now, where he gets the takeout. That and was Captain Share. That was Captain yes. That right. was when he was on the Agamemnon, and that's – what's his name Captain- now? <sighs> Wong Wu, no. Um, shit, I can't remember. But yes, you're right. There was a scene where that comes back up, and he's totally. That, I love that scene as well. He's just like, you know, when the 
when he he brings him the bill and he's just like you're joking he's like you know how dare you offend me i give no i feed no one for free sir <laughs> and they're just like all right you gotta tell me what the hell that was about <laughs> yeah yeah that was great and then yeah. when he's like credit it's four dollars four oh, yeah. credits one for each person and then you know this this socialite who's like going to be worth more than he could ever dream is just like well now i'm jealous of you like <laughs> who are you it, it it was one of those throwbacks to when people and they even had they even talked about it as well there was a, a part whenever he was picking it going to buy clothes or, or mentioned something about clothes and they're just like you have not seen whatever that yeah. guy's name was Rousseau. Like, Rousseau. he's like you have there's no way he's like no I, yeah absolutely he's like I, I still have his calling card like right here or whatever and they're just like who are you? <laughs> um, yeah. well, let's move on to our, our, uh, our, uh, what else we've been reading. Um, I realized I have not written it down. So <laughs> would anyone like to go first? Uh, I can. Uh, All right. Uh, what else you've been reading? Uh, right. So, uh, I'm on to brush fire for, uh, the, the Skippy series. Mm-hmm. I'm only a few hours in. Um, I did listen to the second book of the Mavericks. Okay. I felt like I was listening to the first half of the book of the first book of the series the whole time. Death Trap. Uh, yeah, Death Trap. Uh, so I felt like I was listening to the first half of Columbus Day all over again. (laughs) So there's my opinion. Uh, that being said, though, so yeah, I'm listening uh, to Brushfire, uh, trying to get back into it, because um, I felt uh, when I was listening to the Mavericks, I, I felt like I've kind of missed out on the. I was on a roll with mm-hmm. Skippy and, and Joe, and now I feel like I'm out of it again. So gotta get back into it. Gotcha. Um, and then there was another one too that I was listening to. Oh, no, I know what it was. Chris and I were talking about it. So she wants to get back into reading, um, uh, what's it called? It's her favorite book, Outland. Okay, yeah. And I'm, and then she brought up uh, Rocky. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to get back and listen to the story with Rocky. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is that book called now? Um. Oh my God! What is the name of that book? It's the Rocky. It, uh, 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 the guy who wrote uh, um, no, the Mars book. Nathan, or yeah, the uh, yeah. Fuck! What the hell is that called again? Uh, da, 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 sorry. He wrote it. The Martian, and then his uh, the second book he wrote was um, the guy who goes out and and meets the oh spider, the spider like character. Yeah, yeah. That's Rocky, right? Yeah. Um, oh. Hail Mary. That's it. Hail Mary. Thank yeah. you. Fuck that hurt. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Book. I want to listen to that one again because uh, fuck, I love that book. Anyway. That, that is a fantastic book. I com- totally agree with you on that. Which I found. I'm fairly certain I have the book now. Oh, okay. And I looked it up and I looked at the pages. And when Rocky speaks, it's notes. Are you serious? Yes. That's fantastic. So it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Anyway. Very cool. Um, Sean, what else have you been reading? Uh, 
I re-listened to the Baba Verse book, so that, mm-hmm. that took quite a while. And then I realized that we were doing this book and I hadn't reread it. So I listened to this thing at like, I don't know, almost two times speed, which I never do. Freaking hate it. But I was like, I got to get this done. Um, just because, oh, that's the one thing we didn't touch on in oh. the series. Who did what? The whole point of this thing oh, yeah. was oh, shoot, yes, freaking William Simpson, the guy that got the whole company together. He was the one behind like all the bad stuff happening to them because he didn't want to see Maloney take over the company. He wanted to see the company sold off because then he would make money on every share sold. Yeah. So the whole time the books point towards Ames and it was actually the like guy that organized the investments. The guy who literally seemed like he was on his side the entire time. And he wasn't the sending out Herring was only supposed to rough them up. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't make she'd get stuck in the orbital and couldn't finish her year. He wasn't supposed to kill her. He took that on upon himself, and then he hired um, – his Gramps' real name was uh, Montague Bailey yeah. and hired him to help out and take some revenge yeah. and underestimated uh, Arioli. Yep. So it was just – yeah, but that ending was like, holy fuck, I did not see that coming. No, I'm so, God, I'm so glad we could have completely glossed over that. I'm so glad uh, you thought about that. Um, no, I totally – there are times that you've said you're just like, oh, no, I, at this point in the book I saw it coming, and I'm just like, nope, I'm just all happy-go-lucky. Like, oh, hey, let's, what's this happening now? I don't know if I'm just that type of person when I read or what, but uh, no, I totally didn't see it coming. Totally makes sense, though. Um, and, and, and going back, and it does kind of play back into – the initial uh, question that came up was how did the owner of the company, you know, Melanie's father, how did he die? You know, where the hell was his bodyguard? Well, it turns out Kurt, his bodyguard shows up. He's actually a double agent. He's working for basically the group that's doing this stuff. Cause he shows up at one point and he tells everyone at ease and he just kind of sits down. And he's like, I can't talk long. This is also, cause he also says, Oh, you may have missed, you've mistaken me for someone else. My name is so-and-so. And he's just like, Oh yes, of course my bad. And, he proceeds to, he's the one that tells him, he's like, you know, we don't know what happened. He's off in the deep dark. We've got people out feeling for him, but we, we don't know. Um, and so it comes to light that, uh, you know, uh, Simpson was behind this company that had all of these bodyguards for all these high end people. And it's just like the reason why they had the bodyguards is because they were for, like, you know, people were leaking, was leaking stuff in the media and they were afraid someone might attack him or whatever. And it's like, they basically they created the need for the bodyguard and then paid for it, like you yeah. know pocketed the money for the bodyguard like he had all of these angles figured out. Oh yeah. So yeah, he was a he was a mastermind as it were. So yeah. Man, I'm glad you picked that up. Oh, Otherwise, man, I, I just... would have gone back and listened to the episode and been like, <laughs> crap, we didn't cover that. <laughs> would have been um, at the end. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other things I followed Ray's. Um. I followed Ray's. Uh, 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 point there, and I, I read both of the other X-Force books, the uh, Death Trap and Far- uh, Free Fall. I enjoyed them a lot more than he did. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not sure. I just, I guess I just kind of got into them and, and, and started liking them. There are a couple of standout characters, though, that just... They're, 
Uh, Nert and um, what's oh, Yates. Jakes. Yes. Jakes. Yeah. Jakes. There. The part when he saves his life and he tell. Sorry, I'm giving away something in this book, but I don't care. When he tells him, "I owe you my life," and he says, "No thanks." And he's just like, "What?" He's like, "Why would I want your life? Your life is pathetic." <laughs> I busted out laughing. My partner at work was just looking at me like, what is so funny? And I'm just like, I, it's too long to explain. <laughs> but uh, that's the stuff that kept me going in those books. That was not quite Joe and Skippy level hilarity. But it's still good. But it's getting close. Like some of those characters have a chemistry that's just fantastic. And the voice of Nerd. Oh, oh my yes, God. I love Nerd. It's perfect. Yeah. Especially the way he delivers a line and everyone's just like, oh, nerd, you can't say that. <laughs> Wouldn't you want her to suck your... No. <laughs> Man. Yes. I loved how they always... He would bring it up as a question. Um, Sorry if I'm going to offend anyone here. Someone called someone a pussy and he's like, "Wouldn't that? why would that be a bad thing? And then, of course, look at the females and they look at, yeah, why would that be a bad thing? And he's just like... Oh, God, please let a rock hit me right now. Just like, can someone please shoot me from a spaceship right now? I need a real gun shot off right now. Yeah, real gun right uh, here where I'm at. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Those characters are fantastic. There wasn't enough of it in the second book. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of switching back and forth because they do get separated and and yeah, it would it would have been nice if we had focused a little bit more on them because we did get some extra characters just like I don't care about them, get back to the main guys. Well, and you, there was a lot of those other characters that I'm like I don't give a fuck about these people. Can we move on, please? Yeah. Um, the other thing that I read uh is uh, and <laughs> book came out. Book came out one day. A couple of days later, I got my uh, Audible credit, and I finished it in the day. Now, granted, I also listened to Double Speed, but um, the uh, book two for the authorities, uh, Destructive Reasoning, has come out. Uh, before the show, we started talking a little bit about it. I don't want to really mention too much about it. Um, we have interviewed the author on this show a long time ago. It's actually been several years. Uh, it was before the world ended, actually, if believe it or not. Um, I'm hoping maybe we can have scott back on i think it would be interesting if nothing else just i would love to talk to him and see just how things have changed since the world ended like i think that would be fantastic uh he actually did a a facebook thing today with the uh with the reader um and which i love to get him on uh because he has one of those fantastic voices um but yes if you enjoyed the authorities book one i think you will enjoy book two uh, the voices are a little different. That was the one big thing that Ray and I talked about it. Um, some of the voices have kind of changed. And who knows? It may have just been over time his voice has changed. But I really think it's one of those things he didn't really go back and completely clue in on on what he did the last performance. So yeah. I, I'll say this, too, about if you go back and listen to our interview with Scott, mm-hmm. he actually drops a little hint as to where he was heading with this book. Yes, he did. And the whole time I kept thinking about it. And it does play very prevalent in this in this in this book series. Uh, do you happen to remember that, Sean? I wasn't on that. You uh, weren't on that. No. Did you listen I, to that interview? No. Ah, uh, yes, I did, but it's been so long. I'll okay. have to re-listen to it. Okay. Should I tell him what it was? Yeah, no, let him figure it out. First. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Well, anyway, yes, he does kind of give a hint as to where some of the and as soon as it started happening in the book, I was just like, he told us about this back then. So (laughs) I was I was excited about that. But uh, like I said, if you enjoyed the first book, I'm sure you'll probably enjoy the second one. Um, Is it is it is it the Empire to a new hope? No, it's not the Empire to new (laughs) a new hope, but it's definitely it's definitely a good book. And uh, all I can say is keep coming i'd I'd love to have more um i love these characters i love spending time with them uh i just want to see i just want to see them keep going through and having fun adventures and solving these crazy mysteries you know so uh which is kind of the crux of the book so all right that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen um i don't have written down exactly what our next two picks are like i said uh i will put it on the the site and it'll be it should be in the metadata for this episode or whatever um Jennifer picked our book for January, and I think Chris picked our book for February. She did. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Jennifer's is the Overstory. I don't have the name right offhand. The author on that one, and then Chris picked A Darker Shade of Magic by V. E. Schwab. So I'll have all that information. Like I said, we will probably not be recording until close to the end of January. Uh, if we do an episode before then, it'll be kind of a Let's just sit around and talk about other things that we've read or, you know, some, something along those lines. Just kind of a catch up episode. Um, Jen, peas. <laughs> Jen, and who knows? Maybe we could do that. Uh, Jen would love to be back on the show and she's actually got a little time right now. So uh, she kind of threw out that idea and I thought it was a fantastic idea. Of course, what we've been talking about, pet peeves for audio books and stuff like that may actually be a really good one to do, too. So we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, just. You know, if you're subscribed to the show, I'm sure you'll get it and just you know, keep an ear out. If not, if we go dark for a month, it's just because it's Christmas time. We all need a break and you know how that goes. So but if we decide to get together and have a little fun, you'll get that as well. Uh, that is our show. Uh, you can catch us on epicallygeeky.com where you can find the rest of our shows, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Creatively Geeky Show and Sustainably Geeky. Uh, you can find us on almost all of the socials. Um don't really post that much, mainly to Facebook, and sometimes it goes over to Instagram. Uh, Twitter's kind of uh, still circling the drain. I don't know. I don't really think it's worth our time really anymore. That's so four. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, exactly. And I don't really see the need to move to something like Mastodon or something like that. Like it's I, – I, I don't – the more and more time is going on and the more these companies make it harder and harder to get your message out – like uh, without you paying them, the less worth I see it being like, honestly, if we wanted to grow the show and we wanted to uh, really grow our audience, we would start reaching out to more authors and, and readers and stuff like that and getting into their spheres of, of social media, because just sending a blast out into the wilderness doesn't seem to be doing anything. So whatever. So anyway, there's my there's my rant on social media. <laughs> Speaking of social media, where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Uh, be, and if you check it out, you'll actually see a spoiler alert for uh, for an update on our next Creatively Geeky. Sorry, not the next Creatively Geeky, the one after that. Nice, yes. Just a heads up for that one. Uh, and then also fixing every fucking thing on Wikipedia. Sean? <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I like fucking with people. Yeah. Sean, where can we find you online? Well, fucking with Wikipedia. Um and your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Spelt the Canadian way. 
spelled the Canadian way. And let me just give a, even though I just poo pooed all over social media, definitely go check out these guys feeds on Instagram. Uh, Ray's got pictures of some awesome art and stuff that he's been working on. And Sean has pictures of baby kitties. So <laughs> it's, it, they should have a huge following just for that stuff. That, that's, that's why I'm on the internet kittens and creativity. So, uh, speaking of which, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 